God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I got home last night after like 20 days on the road. Damn, that's a long, dude, that's a long, I don't think anybody understands how long that is to be on tour. Because you start losing sleep immediately, and after a week, you're sleep deprived. After two weeks, you feel like you've been in a prison situation. And that last week is not great. No, I tend to hit a weird wall, too. And, you know, some of the other guys that I'm touring with right now, they don't they don't have the same reasons to try to get home. So there's a couple of people that are like, oh, it's a big party. We're just having fun. Why wouldn't we just sit around and even on the days off? Like to me, the days off are the worst almost because I'm sitting in front of a hotel in Minneapolis, not at home. Yeah, you're not at home and you're just, your life's going down the toilet. <laughs> well, I mean, I missed my daughter's third birthday. I missed her first, or I'm not her third birthday, her eighth birthday, but I missed her first day of third grade. And it's fine. Like, I've got to go to work. I can't not work. But when you're sitting in front of a hotel in Minneapolis with your buddies and they're just excited about getting drunk and sitting in some camping chairs, um, we're on a different, we're playing by some different rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then, you're playing a game of um, uh, Mahjong. Mahjong? <laughs> I have like a thing of Mahjong. I'm playing the game of life. And uh, uh, and they're playing Jeopardy. Yeah, I'm not necessarily trying to come down on anybody. It's just hard. I feel like when you and I were out there hitting that wall, which you never were gone long, but I do have a few friends. And actually, there's one guy in my band who has two kids. And it's just helpful at least to have somebody that kind of understands. Right. Um, that it, to me, it's just not a party anymore. It's, it really is like work. And Shit, man, even when you're having a good time, 20 days is too long. It's too long. It's just too much. Yeah, I was supposed to go hang out with my wife and daughter at some little retreat. And I went out there, and it was like hot. They were like fishing and doing all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going back home. Yeah. I was there for two hours, and I, I just left. Two they hours? Happy about it. <laughs> How long were you supposed to two, stay? It was two hours too long. What's that? How long were you supposed to stay? Just a day. Yeah. But I was like, uh, I'm going to go home. And uh, yeah, there was nothing for me there. Like all my stuff's here at right. home. Right. What about your family though? Um, They're here most of the time. Yeah. And when they're here, I like it. Yeah. And when they're gone, I miss them. But I don't know, dude. As I get older, I mean, I'm just doing less and less shit that I don't want to do. Dude, if I'm if I'm playing a gig and I'm not feeling it, I'm not holding that stuff inside like I used to. I'm not growing <laughs> cancer. I'm letting people know what's going on. I'm like, hey, hey, everybody, I'm sad right now. I'm sad that you guys aren't paying attention. I'm sad that I'm here. I'm going to play a song for you guys right now. I'm going to put my heart in it. I'm going to sell it. But... I'm letting them know what's going on. I'm having a good time. We did two recently. You'll understand this dynamic. We did two shows that were our shows. A lot of what we're doing is like opening for people and we're in a weird spot. And then we're doing our own shows that are doing okay. 
So we're playing this place called the Raccoon Motel. And uh, already it sounds like it's going to be wonderful. It's in Davenport. It was actually really cool. It's the guy that the guy that owns the club is the guy that did that day trotter stuff forever. Like he knows good music and he's plugged in and it's cool. Well, so night one, our own show, acoustic show, just me and the artist. It's like 150 cap, maybe 200 sold out. Okay, cool. Nice. And I did tell the artist who doesn't have as much experience. I said, this is going to be a sold out club show and we're playing acoustic. Uh, You're going to have to tell them to shut the fuck up. Like you're going to have to decide how to go about having a loud room. And then that happened. And she did. She told him to shut the fuck up. And she was like, if someone by you is talking, tell them to shut the fuck up. She just like encouraged them to police each other. And then it was cool, right? Yeah. Because she had 150, 200 people there who like her, who know her music. Well, I don't know how this happened, but they booked this two nights in a row. And night two, same venue, but they were doing like a South by Southwest type street festival, open to the public, free show. Ooh, that's never good. Well, and so I told the artist, I said, okay, listen, last night was fun because that was everyone there for you. And when we needed to kick them in the balls and tell them to shut up, they did it because they wanted to be there. They wanted to hear the songs. I said, tonight is going to be a third of those people, two thirds of people who are curious about you, but came because it was a free show in Davenport. And then the last third, unfortunately, just drunk dummies who came in looking to be more drunk and looking to not looking to watch an acoustic show. By the way, I hate to fuck up your math equation, but yeah. you just did four thirds. Did I do four? You did four thirds. No, the first, the first you did third. one third, and then you did two thirds, and then you added another third after the two thirds. But you meant the second third. I'm talking about three groups of people. One third, right, you, two you, thirds, three thirds. Right, but you said one third, uh-huh. and then you said two thirds, uh-huh. but you should have said the second third instead of two thirds because two thirds means the rest of it. There's one third and then there's two thirds. That makes three. Not if thirds. you're thinking of it like a fraction, which is how I was thinking of it. Yeah. But you said one third of the crowd is going to be this two thirds of the crowd is going to be this. And then right. one third of the crowd is going to be this. You could have said one third of the crowd is going to be this one third of the crowd is going to be this one third of the crowd is going to be this. Instead, we ended up at four. Now the space time continuum is in question. All reality is in question i'm not sure where i'm at am i in the future am i in the past are we speeding towards a black hole all right is is the guy that wrote who's the guy that that speaks with his eyes stephen hawking stephen hawking is stephen hawking alive is he dead he speaks with a muscle in his cheek which is the only muscle he can move his entire body i'm i've been speaking with a muscle in my cheek this entire podcast Uh, okay listen i need everyone to imagine a pie chart if you were doing the math at home and and with your graphing calculator i think we all got it now we got it now then i apologize and yeah the math thank you for apologizing because there were people that were very upset it wasn't a math issue it was a it was a linguistic issue but now we've we've solved that problem We've gotten to the root of so that. So my whole point is there were elements of the first show that weren't fun. And I'm like, look, the fun level is going to go way down on the second show. <laughs> There's not going to be a fun level. If the fun, there should be an, the fun level. You're going to go, is this thing even working? Cause it's not doing anything. The fun level meter. Well, and so check this out. So we, I'm trying to like figure out like, well, okay, we're ready to go. Is someone announcing us or whatever? And right. this weird sound guy goes, uh yeah, Mike Steele 
is announcing you. And I'm like, okay, well, who's that? Where is he? Can I talk to him? Like, wh- is it a soft intro? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, oh, dude, you'll know when he's announcing you. You'll know. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Weird Davenport sound guy being just saying ominous things to me. Do we got to have the weird sound guy on our show sometime? Because <laughs> that guy's a really good character. So I find this Mike Steele guy, big Santa Claus looking guy with a beard backstage, being very docile, very quiet. And I said, hey, are you Mike? I'm Mike, yeah. And I said, uh, are, are you introducing us tonight? Yeah. I said, well, are you waiting on anything? Or is it goats? He's like, I'm waiting on you guys. And at this time, we're like five minutes over when we should have gone on. And I don't know why I'm tour managing this because we have a tour manager, but I'm like, well, let's go. Let, let's walk us up. And I said, hey, which mic are you going to be introducing us on? There's two mics on stage. He's like, oh, I'm not going to use a mic. So I thought, okay, Davenport, Mike Steele guy, he's just going to talk from the stage. It's not a big room. It's not a big room at all. They call him Brass Nut Mike Steele. So the I refuse to use a Mike Steele. So Morgan's to the left, under the right. Mike Steele, who again looks like a trucker Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Who was very docile backstage, by the way. Very deferential, very meek, and kind of in the corner, you know, to like himself. A ba- like a bear. Like when you say bear in the wild, you're like, oh, it's a cute bear. Well, then the bear rips your dick off, and then you don't have a dick anymore. <laughs> no, all of a sudden the bear's like, oh, I'm hungry. Well, so the, here's what this guy did. He, he looked at me and Morgan and he goes, are you guys ready? And we were like, yeah, dude. And I'm going to have to do this now. My wife's working, but this is, uh, this is what he did. Dude, I'm so looking forward to this. Ladies and gentlemen, from Virginia, Morgan. <laughs> That's the way you really want to kick off a sweet acoustic set. I don't know what I'm telling you, dude. What's crazy is that I kind of went for it to make sure it landed just now. And even then, it wasn't as intense as he was doing it, dude. Oh, my God. And me and Morgan are looking at each other like, oh, my God. <laughs> no one told us he was going to do that. He screamed at the top of his lungs. Oh, my God. I mean, it sh- literally, the crowd was completely shocked. We were shocked. It was horribly shocking and right. not funny. Like, no one was laughing. It's funny now. Yeah. But you can imagine it was such a jarring, shocking thing that everyone yeah. was just stupefied. And then, of course, yeah, we went into our plinkety-plink acoustic song. I, of course, made a joke like, can we get that guy a microphone? I was I had a hard time hearing what he was saying. So <laughs> we play this show. And it's the second show, right? So it's, if everyone remembers the math lesson, one third is our Morgan Wade fans. Two, the second third are curious people who may have heard her name. And then there's a whole last third of drunk idiots. And so when the show started to kind of get out of control, which it did very quickly, we just, I don't know if you've ever done this, but we just got through it. We did, she quit talking and we just yeah. played our songs and we got to our last two songs. We finished the third song with two more left. And we just looked at each other and we skipped the second one. We were like, let's just play the last song that's the one song they might know by her. And let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's that's what I that's what I used to do. I mean, I've done so many shows where you're just sitting in front of an audience that just doesn't care, or most of them don't care. And you can do two things. Well, you can do three. Th- yeah, there's probably 
10 things there's a there must be 50 ways there's a one third a two thirds and a three thirds things you can do there's probably 50 things you can do according (laughs) to paul simon but here's here's what i used to do i used to get upset and angry and i would start cussing a lot or getting mad at the audience or making a spectacle i don't do that anymore uh i've seen other people do the thing that you're talking about where you put your head down and you just get through it I saw one, I saw, I won't say who it was. I saw one person just smile like an angel and sing every song like everybody was listening. And I was like, that's the most pro person I've ever seen in my life. Did they ever say anything? I was like, afterwards, I was like, how do you do that? How do you fucking just smile and sing and don't get snarky or mad or weird? And that person was a 100% pro. So, but what I do now if I'm in that situation, it there's, you know, I think of the money I'm making, which is usually good. And then I just communicate how I'm feeling on stage. And I will tell people, I'm like, hey, when you talk, it makes me very sad. I'm a sad person now. I have <laughs> tears. They're on the inside of my face. They're, you don't see them because I'm a man. I'm a pro. And this is the way I talk to the audience. Now, most of them aren't listening. The only people that are listening, they're not talking, but I'm feeling better. I'm not angry. I'm having a good time. They're having it. The people that are listening are having a good time. The people that aren't listening, you know, fuck them. You can't do anything about those people. So I just have more fun now. It's a decision. I'm, I'm making a decision to enjoy myself when I'm on stage every time. Yeah. Yeah. And the way I can do that is by not pretending that I'm enjoying it or or not saying anything. I'm just letting people know where I'm at and they can do with what they want. I mean, I've done the thing where I'm like, hey, you know, if you're talking right now, what you're saying is you want the person next to you to pull their dick out and put it in your mouth. I've said that on stage. Right. In St. Louis, where I was like, hey, I see a lot of you guys are talking. I'm assuming you guys are bi-curious, and you want to see what it feels like to have a dick put in your mouth. And so, if you're continuing to talk, basically what you're telling your neighbors, hey, please pull your dick out, put it in my mouth, and let me have that nice, mouthy dick feeling. Mm -hmm. And that got the crowd to kind of pipe down a little bit. Maybe they were homophobic. Maybe they weren't curious about that dick feel. I don't know. But that was fun. That worked. And then (laughs) I got everybody shut up. And then one guy in the very front row, as soon as I started playing, immediately started talking. And I stopped the song, reached into my pocket, pulled out 20 bucks because it was 20 bucks to get in. And I ran up to him and I was like, take this $20. And get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he started crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> tears immediately welled up in his eyes. Tears came out of his eyes. <laughs> and he was like, dude, don't kick me out. I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me tonight. Oh, and I'm no. like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt bad. I put the $20 back in my pocket, started playing. And before I was done with the song, the guy started talking again. Wow. 
But at that point, at that point, I'd, I was beaten. Did he? I was pre- beaten at that point. Did he? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to even think about what category to put that in. He's uh, he's there because he's a fan. He's going to propose to his girlfriend because he's a fan. You jumped to throw him out, which is I'm sure shocked him and scared him. And you got a twenty dollars face, and you're saying, "Hey, man, get out." There's one category I'm putting that guy in: dumb and drunk. He starts crying. You have mercy. He starts talking again. <laughs> yeah. He's in the dumb drunk. Dude, we had, it's amazing too. Like we, at the, at one of these shows I'm telling you about, we had these two people up front. They seemed like one of the thirds of the people that cared, but they were so right. drunk and they just talked the whole time on yeah. like leaning against, like right in front of us. Yeah. And they were saying things like, like the stars I play for, she's from Virginia and they're saying things like, I think she's from Texas. Yeah, she is. She's from Texas. I I know she's from Texas. You know, it's like getting it wrong. Not even right about that. Shouting over us. It's just unbelievable what people will do. Well, the thing that I've learned over the years is the drunkest people having the most fun and being disruptive and unruly and not and spoiling it for the others around them and spoiling it for me. They're huge fans. They're they're paid their money. They're super excited to be there. They got babysitters. They paid for parking. They've been drinking for hours because they're really like, this is their big night to come see me play. Right. And so I have to remind myself, hey, these people are just enjoying themselves. I'm getting so upset at these people that are just having a good time. I know, but it's the, you know, me and one of my tour mates were talking about this because we had a guy, he bought us a drink at the bar and he was drunk and a big fan. And I told Ethan, Ethan was like, hey, that was pretty, you know, Ethan's like, Ethan tends to go with the flow in life. I envy him in many ways. He's like, oh, that was nice. I said, hey, listen, let me tell you something, man. Ain't nothing free. Ain't nothing on God's earth free. Jesus Christ. So, of course, he bought us a drink. But then guess what? We had to talk to him. Yeah. For about 25 minutes. And it was just he, he would do the thing where he would talk. And then at the normal human moment where like someone else has to say something to alleviate the the pressure of the combo, he would just give it a, he couldn't hardly stand for you to talk for a second. Then he'd just start talking over you. And then he, and he kept saying, <clears throat> I know I'm bothering you guys. I really, I really am not trying to bother you guys. I want to be like, dude, if you, if you know you're bothering us and get out, you bought the drink. We'd listen to you. Now get out, make your exit. Do when somebody's trying to tell you something about themselves like that, if they're proceeding a sentence with us, with a, not a disclaimer, but like sort of a proclamation. Whatever they're proclaiming is what they're not. Hey, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to sell you a shitty car. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a lying, cheating pack of shit. Pack? Bag of shit. What is the c- nomenclature? Bag of shit or pack of shit? It's, de- it's definitely not pack of no. shit. It, it, w- Dude, here- that guy was such a pack of shit. <laughs> well, you you're combining. Bag Dude, I didn't like that guy. What was wrong you're combining with him? Bag oh, he was sack. a pack of shit. You, you were thinking of sack. Oh, sack of sh- sack of shit. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you why you said pack. Piece of shit. Piece. Of, it's piece of shit, dude. It's piece of shit, and I somehow went from piece to pack. That's a brain that doesn't work anymore. You're just a person who's shitty. It doesn't matter what form it comes in. I'm calling everybody packs of shit from now on. Right. Dude, I didn't like that guy. 
He was a pack of shit. He was a pallet of shit. <laughs> Dude, he was he was a folder of shit. <laughs> I feel like if you get more specific and it's wrong, somehow that makes it gross. He was a manila folder of shit. Well, he was a Ziploc baggie of shit. Nothing's free, dude. Nothing's free. Dude, how about how about we have to, how about we have to say the word he when we're saying somebody's a piece of shit? We can't be saying she was a, a she was a, a cutting a charcuterie board of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're trying to fucking cut our losses. As long as she's not offering me to eat any of it, then she can cut up any kind of shitty charcuterie board she wants. No problem. No, I'm saying the person is the person is a pack of shit. Right. <clears throat> I've met women who are shitty for sure. Dude, I've I met so many women that were packs of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, so while this guy's doing that, punishing right. us, right? His wife is standing there, and I can tell that she knows. Right. And she would not help us, man. Well, she's she's in a... Who knows what their relationship is like. Yeah. She didn't seem afraid, but she did. She was just like... She was kind of just like being silly and like rolling her eyes like, here he goes, you know? And I'm like, hey, listen, man. Oh, this leads me to another story. Same deal. Okay, I'm going to try to make this quick, but you'll take interest in this, Bob, because... A guy basically threatened to kill me outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, which one of the only other times I played Lincoln was with you, and the crowd was insane that night, too. So we're playing outside with a bunch of country bands. We played earlier in the day, and because we had to wait until bus call, we got we have a bunch of camping chairs, so we just sat out in front of the bus where we thought there was security. <clears throat> but as the show goes on and people are letting out, we're noticing all the fans walking right by us. And I'm like, well, this is a little sketch because a couple of them are saying some weird things can i ask you a question to get more of a visual yeah. for this story mm-hmm. is it hot out it's hot are you wearing shorts wearing shorts okay keep going so a couple of people walk by and say some weird stuff but it's it's fine well then those guys get up to they had their bikes out so they went to put their bikes back on the trail so it's just me sitting there with a bunch of chairs and this girl comes up hammered it's a, it's two girls and two guys and she goes hey is anyone sitting in these chairs? And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, good. And then she just sat down in them. She sat next to me, a guy standing behind her, looking real protective of her. Then a guy's, a big guy sitting on Indian style, looking at his phone, and the other girl sat in the other chair. And I thought they were going to say something like, hey, we're Morgan Wade fans. We caught y'all set earlier. This is so cool, you guys. But no, it's like they didn't even know who we were. She's like, so what's going on with you? Where are you? What's your deal? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just talking to her. The other guys come up and they think I know these people because you know me, I just launched into a familiar talky thing just to get through it. And I'm making some jokes and I've got, at one point I got everyone kind of laughing except big guys sitting Indian style. He ain't laughing. He's looking mad and confused and looking at his phone. I said, Hey man, what's your name, dude? And he looks up at me. It took him fucking six years to look up, to crane his neck up. He's like, Barry, I said, Barry, I'm just checking in on you, baby. I haven't seen you crack a single smile. Uh, I was like, on a scale of one to 10, how's the comedy hitting you in this moment? Everyone's laughing at that. And he proceeds to say something about how he has a knife and he's real close to stabbing me. Ooh. And a guy next to me goes, I'm sorry, did you just say you were going to stab him? 
And he was like, he pointed at that guy and he goes, you're cool. Mr. Funny Man over here is about to get it. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, this is not fun at all. So I look at the girl next to me and I'm like, hey, um, what's up with your buddy over here? And she goes, we don't know him. Oh, my God. She's like, we don't know who he is. We just He just started walking by us and then we came and sat by you. Oh, my God. And I said, well, you guys need to get the fuck out of here because he's threatening me. And uh, he's saying more stuff. And then like Ethan walks up, my friend Ethan, who doesn't know that Barry is a psychopath. And Ethan goes to like shake his hand or something. And the guy says to Ethan, walk away, walk away right now, walk over there. And Ethan was like, what? And he pointed at the bus and he was like, I live here, dude. And I said, Barry, you're at our party, man. This is, you guys came to us, man. And he's just pissed off. He just looks confused and mad and drunk. And finally, the, one of the dudes, the other dudes is like, hey, well, I'll try to get him out of here. I get it. This is weird for you. I'm like, yeah, don't bring psychos to me, man. And I told all the boys, I'm like, we need to get everything on the bus now. The hanging out outside part of Lincoln, Nebraska is over. Dude, I'm, when I hear I've got a knife, I don't even need to hear that rest of that story. I'm up. I don't know if you've ever seen a Speedy Gonzalez uh, cartoon. Have you ever seen one? Yeah, but it was confusing because it came out of nowhere and it happened really fast. You have all right. sorts of ways that you think you'll handle anything right. until it's upon you. And then I was just thinking, well, I don't want to escalate this. I don't want to be a pussy, but I don't want to escalate it. I definitely want to get safe, but I don't want to like run away. It was a it was a weird situation. Oh, I'm running away. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm speedy Gonzalez thing out of it. Like when he when when he's finishing the sentence like the I'm gonna stick you, by the time he gets to you, the ch- where the place, the silhouette where like his eyes saw a silhouette of where I was on the chair. And then he like is finishing a sentence, but then he looks and he's like, Oh, that's just an empty chair. Who am I talking to? Who am I threatening? That's an empty chair. Cause I'm gone, baby. It's just so weird when you think there are sane people around you and you try to appeal to them. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't know him. We can't help you. Jesus. So the vibes were weird. I remember being in Lincoln with you. I don't know if you remember this. This was like 2013. And when we all got on the bus, people were like banging on the bus, asking if we were Dr. Drake. I guess like a hip hop band had come through. Do you remember that? Dude, rule number one. Rule number one. Never engage with the audience period because you don't <laughs> i remember when you and me were touring together you were doing your metal up your ass podcast by the way shout out to metal up your ass podcast great very successful podcast that you do with your buddy um but you were meeting these strangers these fans of the podcast backstage at these shows i'm like dude every time you do you're rolling the dice <laughs> And eventually it's coming up snake eyes, dude. <laughs> like you, you, you told me, you're like, oh yeah, they've all been cool. Everybody I've met has been really cool. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to all be cool. Right. You're going to come up across somebody like Barry 
and you're going to be like, oh shit, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And and because you don't know when you're going to come up against that, you have to. That's what sucks. It's why they put the thing on the paint. Don't eat the paint because there's one berry that's going to eat the paint. Right. And then all the other hundred thousand people have to suffer through that. Because most of your fans are cool. Most most of the people that love what you do and what I do are cool. But because there's some psychos, you can't interact with them too much. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Unless it's in certain, you can in certain situations where people are kind of vetted. But in a situation like that where you don't, you know, where they're just straight up strangers, there's no context to who they are. You're going to run into some berries. Yeah, <clears throat> it's true. He ain't lying. All right. Well, that's going to that's gonna bring to a cl- conclusion another blistering episode of I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. We got some good math talk in there. Dude, this is when we were, when we were going we to do the South by Southwest podcast, like whatever the fucking festival. This is what they thought our podcast was about. Talking about life on the road, telling stories about being in a band. This if this is the podcast they wanted, and it's only taken us how many podcasts have we done now? I don't know. Two hundred eighty-five. This is the two hundred eighty-fifth podcast. We finally did the one they wanted. So here you go. But also, we didn't do the one they wanted because guess why? Two white dudes. Oh yeah, we were two white guys. Well, anyway, look, <clears throat> probably going to cut all this out. By the way. <laughs> We appreciate you guys listening. If you want to join us in the Secret Weekly, we're on that Patreon, patreon.com slash IOK. We have a couple of other podcasts. You know what to do and where to listen to them. Don't be like Barry. Don't stab anybody. Just be cool. Don't threaten to stab anybody because you're scared. I know. Just be, Exactly. Just express your love for the world. And listen, and- maybe drink less. I think everyone needs to consider drinking less alcohol in general. I mean, or drink more. Or drink so much you can't get in the car to get to the show. Either one's yeah. fine with me, actually. All right, listen, we're going to yeah. kick up the Secret Weekly where we talk about things we couldn't even talk about in this episode. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>